Blog Talk Radio. the final word podcast tonight as we celebrate the 28 black films that everyone must see for Black History Month. We'll be airing a new episode of the series each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Each film we feature is a must-see as it reflects the real-life circumstances that many people have experienced and can relate to. Watch as these films represent a community with a rich and significant contribution to the world. These movies are in no particular order. Don't see a particular movie on the list? Email us at the final word podcast at yahoo.com. We'll be returning to our previous Sunday night format to discuss current events, politics, and hot button issues soon, so stay tuned. Thank you to all the listeners and members of both our Facebook discussion page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the final word podcast, and our almost 30,000 Twitter followers at the final word POD kept the conversation going during our hiatus and special thanks to all the listeners at home who join us live or download our show through both blogtalkradio.com and our platform on iTunes. I'm Angel, your host of the Final Word Podcast. Listeners on blogtalkradio.com and on iTunes can call in tonight and share their thoughts live at 347-826-7899, 347-826-7899. I see callers in our queue already and let's see who gets the final word. Our film tonight is 1989's Do the Right Thing. It's going to be a scorcher today. Universal Pictures presents a new film from Spike Lee. Good morning, Miss Mother's sister. Now, Mookie, don't work too hard today. The man says it's going to be hot as the devil. I've been here 25 years. The South's famous pizzeria is here to stay. Trust me. Mookie, the last time I trusted you, we ended up with the sun. I know you can't stand it. You can't stand it. Hey, hey, stop. I'm going to burn up on the wall here. You want brothers on the wall? Love. Get your own place. You can do what you want to do. What I tell you about that noise? What I tell you about that picture? You got some brother talk to us. You the man. No, you the man. No, you the man. No, you the man. The first time you turn your back, boom. Ah! Right here, man, in the back. Y'all take a chill. You like to sign a petition to boycott our famous pizzeria? Hear me, what you ought to do is boycott that no good barber that messed up your head. And that's the double truth. Fight the power! Fight the power! We got- 
You know, deep down inside, I think you wish you were black. <laughs> Who told you to step on my sneakers? Who told you to walk on my side of the block? Who told you to be in my neighborhood? I own this brownstone. Who told you to buy a brownstone on my block in my neighborhood on my side of the street? I can't even hear myself speak! From Spike Lee. Director of School Days, and she's got to have it. Good people, please. If we don't stop this now, and stop it now, we're going to do something we're going to regret for the rest of our lives. Doctor. Come on, what? What? Always do the right thing. That's it? That's it. I got it. I'm gone. Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing was one of the most controversial films of its time, and it only opened in 1989. At the time, people were discussing it. Some of them were bothered by it. They thought it would inspire trouble. Others felt the message itself was confused. Some found it too militant. Others found it the work of a middle-class director who was trying to play street smart. All of those reactions, I think, simply are different ways of avoiding the central fact of this film, which is that it comes closer to reflecting the current state of race relations in America than any other movie of its time, and sadly still holds very relevant today. Of course it is confused. Of course it wavers between middle-class values and street values. Of course it's not sure whether it believes in liberal pieties or militancy. Of course some of the characters are sympathetic and others are hateful. And of course some of the likable characters do bad things. Isn't that the way it is in America today? Anyone who walks into this film expecting answers is a dreamer or a fool, but anyone who leaves this film with more intolerance than they walked in wasn't, with, wasn't paying attention. This movie takes place during one long, hot day in the Bedford's Duvescent neighborhood of Brooklyn. Wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake! This is Mr. Senior Love Daddy, your voice of choice. The world's only 12-hour strong man on the air. Here on We Love Radio 108 FM. The last on your dial, but first in your heart. And that's the truth, Ruth. Here I am. Am I here? You know it. It you know. This is Mr. Senior Love Daddy doing the nasty to your ears, your ears to the nasty. Eyes only play the platters that matter, the matters they platter. And that's the truth, Ruth. From the heart of Bed-Stuy, you're listening to We Love Radio. Doing the yin and the yang, the hip and the hop, the stupid fresh thing, the flippity-flop. Oh! I have today's forecast for you. Hot! The color for today is black. That's right, black. So you can absorb some of these rays and save that heat for winter. So you want to get on out there, wear that black, and be involved. Also, today's temperature is going to rise up over 100 degrees. So that's a Jerry Curl alert. That's right, Jerry Curl alert. If you have a Jerry Curl, stay in the house or you'll end up with a permanent plastic helmet on your head forever. (laughs) But this is not the typical urban cityscape we've seen in countless action movies about violence and drugs and guns. People live here. It's a neighborhood like those city neighborhoods in the urban movies of the Depression. People know one another and accept one another, and although there are problems, there is a sense of community. 
Here's a clip of acting legends and real-life couple Ozzie Davis and Ruby Dee, who played the mayor and mother-sister. Where's the Miller Highlight? Where is the Miller Highlight? No more Highlight. You look what we have in Dubai. No more Highlight? What kind of a joint is this? How come no more Highlight? Look, doctor, this ain't Korea or China or wherever you come from. You get some Miller Highlight in this funky joint. You buy another beer. talking about me for 18 years. What have I ever done to you? You are a drunk fool. Besides that, the mayor don't bother nobody. And nobody don't bother the mayor. But you, the mayor just tend to his own business. I love everybody. I even love you. Hold your tongue. You don't have that much love. One day, you're going to be nice to me. We may both be dead and buried, but you're going to be nice. At least civil. The neighborhood is black, but two of the businesses aren't. Sal's famous pizzeria has been on the same corner since before the neighborhood changed, and Sal, played by Danny Aiello, boasts that these people have grown up on my pizza. And in a nearby storefront that has been boarded up for years, a Korean family has opened a fruit and vegetable stand. Nobody seems to know the Koreans, but Sal and his sons are neighborhood fixtures. They know everybody, and everybody knows them. Hello, Sal's Pizza. Yep. Meatball Hero, Eggplant Parmesan. We got it. Yeah. yeah, we deliver. Of course we deliver. All right. Where's that? One, two, three, you're going to pay now or you're going to pay on layaway? Yeah, we know where that is. How much? Yeah, 30 years. You've been coming in here at least three times a day. What are you, a retard? It's a dollar fifty. Yo, stop. Put some cheese in that motherfucker, man. Extra cheese is two dollars. $2? Yeah, $2. Hey, you can forget that shit. Yeah. Damn, Brothers and uncles and nieces and nephews, your stepfather, stepmother, whoever you want, see? But this is my pizzeria. American Italians on the wall only. Take it easy, huh? And you, hey, don't stop me today. 
Well, yeah, that might be fine, Sal, but uh, you, you own this. Rarely do I see any American Italians eating in here. All I see is black folks. So since we spend much money here, we do have success. You looking for trouble? Are you a troublemaker? Is that what you are? You making trouble? Yeah, I'm a troublemaker. I'm making trouble. You're a real ball breaker. You're always coming in here looking for trouble, huh? Suppose I busted your head. How would you... Uh, Mookie. Mookie, you want to get your friend out of here? Well, are you going to kick me out now? Are you, you going to kick me out, huh? No, I'm not kicking you out. You're kicking yourself out. What? Look, we want some brothers up on the wall, you know? Malcolm X. Nelson Mandela, you know, you know Michael Jordan, tomorrow. Come on, get, get him out, all right? I'm trying to get him out. I paid for this I know you paid for this show. Yeah, all right, all right. Just kick me out. Beat me in the head and go kick me out, all right? Come on, let's yeah, go. okay, bet. Yeah, all right. Let's yeah, go. Go. I paid for my... Look, boycott style. Let's go. Right? Yo, boycott right. style. I got go. your boycott swing. Boycott style. Yo, man, what you laughing at? Yo, I paid for my fight, man. Yo, man, I spent much money in there. What are you trying to do? What am I trying to do? What are you trying to do? Sal is a tough, no-nonsense no nonsense guy who basically wants to get along and tend to business. One of his sons is a vocal racist, in private, of course. The other is more open towards blacks. Sal's ambassador to the community is a likable youth named Mookie, played by director Spike Lee, who delivers pizzas and also acts as a messenger of news and gossip for the community. Mookie is good at his job, but his heart isn't in it. He knows there's no future in delivering pizzas. We meet other people in the neighborhood. There's the mayor, Ozzie Davis, a kind of everyman who knows everybody, Buggin' Out, played by Giancarlo Esposito. You'll remember him as playing Gus on Breaking Bad, a vocal militant. Radio Rahim, played by Bill Nunn, whose boombox defines his life and provides a musical cocoon to insulate him from the world. Where you headed to? Mm-hmm. You going down to South? Word. I gotta make some deliveries and I'll check you back there, right? In the rebound. Back. All right. Oh, shit. Let me check it out. That's the hype. Newest, latest. Let me tell you the story of right hand, left hand. The tale of good and evil. Hey. It was with this hand that Cain iced his brother. Love. These five fingers, they go straight to the soul of man. The right hand, the hand of love. The story of life is this. Static. One hand is always fighting the other hand. And the left hand is kicking much ass. I mean, it looks like the right hand love is finished. But hold on, stop the presses, the right hand's coming back. Yeah, he's got the left hand on the ropes now, that's right. Yeah, ooh, it's a devastating right and hate is hurt. He's down. Ooh, ooh, left hand hate, KO'd by love. If I love you, I love you. But if I hate you, there it is, love and hate. 
I love you, bro. Wait, Raheem, check the leg. There's the local disc jockey whose program provides a running commentary, played by Samuel L. Jackson, and a reputed street person who wanders around selling photos of Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And then there are three old guys on the corner who comment on developments slowly and at length. This looks like a good enough neighborhood, like the kind of urban stage the proletarian dramas of the 1930s like to start with. And for a long time doing Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee treats it like a backdrop for a Saroyan-esque slice of life. But things are happening under the surface. Tension building. Old hurts are being remembered. And finally, the movie explodes in racial violence. your fucking radio.
The exact nature of that violence has been described in many of the articles about this film. But in this review, I don't think I'm going to outline the actual events. When I first saw this film years ago, I walked into the movie cold, and its ending had a shattering effect precisely because I was not expecting it. There will be time in in the extended discussions this movie will inspire to discuss in detail who does what and why. But for now, I'd like you to have the experience for yourself and think about it for yourself. Since Lee does not tell you what to think and deliberately provides surprising twists for some of the characters, this movie is more open-ended than most. It requires you to decide what you really think about it. Can I talk to you for a second? What? Tina, who's your favorite basketball player? Magic Johnson. Who's your favorite movie star? Eddie Murphy. Who's your favorite rock star? Prince. You're a Prince. Morris. Bruce. Prince. Bruce. Tina, all you ever talk about is nigga this and nigga that. And all your favorite people are so-called niggas. It's different. Magic, Eddie, Prince. I'm not niggas. I mean, they're not black. I mean... Let me explain myself. They're, they're not really black. I'm, I mean, they're black, but they're not really black. They're, they're more than black. It's, it's, it's different. It's different? Yeah, to me, it's, it's different. You know, deep down inside, I think you wish you were black. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Laugh if you want to. You know, your hair is kinkier than mine. What does that mean? And you know what they say about dark Italians? You know, I've been listening and reading. You've been reading now? I read. I've been reading about your leaders, Reverend Al, Mr. Dew, Sharp Tone, Jesse. Keep hope alive. That's fucked up. Keep hope alive. Hey, that's fucked. Don't talk about Jesse. And uh, even uh, the other guy, what's his name? Uh, Farrakhan. Farrakhan. Minister Farrakhan. Sorry. Minister Farrakhan. Anyway, Minister Farrakhan always talks about the so-called day. When the black man will rise, we will one day, what does he say, we will one day rule the earth as we did in, in our glorious past? Yeah, that's right. What past are you talking about? I mean, what, what did I miss? We started civilization. Man, keep dreaming, man. Then you woke up. Pino, fuck you, fuck your fucking pizza, and fuck Frank Sinatra. Yeah? Well, fuck you too, and fuck Michael Jackson. Dago Wab, Guinea, Garlic Bread, Pizza Slinger, Spaghetti Benin, Vic Damone, Perry Como, Luciano Pavarotti, Solo Meal, Non Singer, Motherfucker. Gold teeth, gold chain wearing, fried chicken and biscuit eating, monkey ate, baboon, big guy, fast running, high jumping, spear chucking, 360 degree basketball dunking, titsoon, spade, moulinard. Take your fucking pizza, pizza, and go the fuck back to Africa. You little slanty-eyed, mean old speaky American, own every fruit and vegetable stand in New York, bullshit Reverend Sun Young Moon, some Olympic 88 Korean kickboxing sabadam bitch. You goya bean eating 15 in a car, 30 in an apartment, pointy shoes, red wearing, menudo, meet a meet a Puerto Rican cocksucker, yeah, you. It's cheap. I got good price for you. Now catch it. How I'm doing? Chocolate, egg cream drinking, bagel and a lot, banana for this. Jew, asshole. Yo! Hold up! Time out! Time out! Y'all take a chill. You need to cool that shit out. And that's the double truth. Do the Right Thing is not filled with brotherly love, but it's not filled with hate either. 
It comes out of a weary urban cynicism that has settled down around us in recent years. The good feelings and many of the hopes of the 1960s have evaporated, and today it no longer would be accurate to make a movie about how the races in America are all going to love one another. I wish we could see such love, but instead we have deepening class divisions in which the middle classes of all races flee from what's happening in the inner city, while a series of national administrations provide no hope for the poor. Do the Right Thing tells an honest, unsentimental story about those who are left behind. very well-made film, beautifully shot, well-acted by an ensemble cast. Aiello has the pivotal role as Sal, and he suggests all of the difficult nuances of the situation. In the movie's final scene, Sal's conversation with Mookie holds out little hope, 
but it holds out at least the possibility that something has been learned from the tragedy, and the way Aiello plays the scene is quite quietly brilliant. Lee's writing and direction are masterful throughout the movie. He knows exactly where he's taking us and how to get there, and he holds his cards close to his heart, and so the movie is hard to predict, hard to anticipate. After we get to the end, however, we understand how and why everything has happened. Some of the articles about this movie have suggested that it's an incitement to racial violence. Those articles say more about their authors than about the movie. I believe that any good-hearted person, white or black, will come out of this movie with sympathy for all of the characters. Lee does not ask us to forgive them or even to understand everything they do, but he wants us to identify with their fears and frustrations. Do the Right Thing doesn't ask its audiences to choose sides. It is surreptitiously fair to both sides in a story where it is our society itself that is not fair. Our followers on Facebook can follow a link to watch this film. It is worth your time. Thank you for tuning in with us tonight on the Final Word Podcast here on blogtalkradio.com. We hope you'll tune into the next installment of our Black History Month Film Festival series as we review 1989's Harlem Nights. You can reach out to us through our social media platforms on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Final Word Podcast on Twitter at the Final Word POD. And remember to follow us on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Final Word Podcast, where we provide you a place to stream or download current or past shows onto your mobile device or computer. You can also follow us on iTunes. So tune into our next show and let's see who gets the final word. Good night, everyone.